da -da. Oh, there we go. He's transcribing as well. Look at that. Interesting. Uh, good afternoon. Um, thank you, Duncan, for coming to join us on the Shoecast. Um, today, we're going to obviously talk a little bit about communication. And as we said, pre, pre coming on to this, the communication is such a huge topic and very important topic in, in whether it's an in real life skill or an online skill set you need to develop. So it's, a, it's an important skill and a big topic. So we're going to break it down and cover it all in 20 minutes. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, for those that know or don't know, I'm Chris Morris. I'm the co-founder of Shoe Social Media. We specialize in social media marketing strategy and we help companies grow their business, generate revenue and get time back through implementation strategy. That's the preamble from me. Um, today we've got Duncan who joins us from Eagle Eye and he is probably best way I can describe him and try to add to this is a communications specialist trainer and yeah, expert. I hate the word expert, but somebody who's, who I met years ago, the Prince's Trust, um, where we just had a good old conversation over, I think it was a crump in a cup of tea or whatever it was, and we just kind of hit it off from there. So, yes, as well, Duncan, over to you, if you don't mind adding a few more words. Thank you very much indeed, Chris, and thank you for inviting me to be part of this. Your introduction was was very lovely. I haven't been called an expert for some time, but I, 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 I have been called a practitioner, and I am a communication trainer. So my business, Eagle Eye, we support people to communicate their spoken messages in the most effective way and to present the best version of themselves. And that's it, if you like. That's my, that's my elevator pitch. <laughs> we, we focus on the, the spoken word rather than the written word. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose it's... it's... It's a it's a it's a ta I'm going to start. I'm going to throw in this communication for me. Is trying to break down that that word. I suppose for me, I think communication is. How would I describe communication? I was thinking about this before, and I think communication is something we do consciously and unconsciously. So it's the non-verbal communication. Like for those, obviously, this is going to be an audio. But what I'm doing, I'm talking with my hands. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of non-verbal communication to extenuate points and that kind of stuff. And it's the things I'm thinking about and the way I say it, the intonation, it's the the words that come out of my mouth, the eye contact, it's all that stuff wrapped up in, in that word of communication. And we can get it extremely well and right, and we can nail it, and we can get it extremely wrong. And that, I suppose that's where challenges, particularly in the workplace, can come up if if we don't if we mis miscommunicate with people we say the wrong thing at the wrong time we've all done that i'm sure um yes i suppose what do you think duncan what's what, what does communication mean to you well it, it is such a big we could just on this pod just talk about that uh for you know 20 minutes or so it is a huge topic and as you suggest it it is spoken it is the written word it impacts and affects everyone from when we are young children babies indeed the way that babies communicate right the way through our lives and it applies to everyone so when i think about my client base and somebody asked me recently who typically who do i work with and i don't have a typical client so i work with students in schools and colleges helping supporting young people to be themselves 
not to look like someone else, sound like someone else, dress like someone else, but to be themselves through to the young people, as you say, at the Prince's Trust, through to managers and senior leadership in business who want to up their game and communicate more effectively and and everyone in between that so it applies to everyone and we could all myself included develop and improve what we do and the way that we do it and i think for the key for me and it's certainly key to our particular approach and i know a lot of my colleagues who who offer and provide similar similar things to to eagle eye would would probably say the same the key for me is it comes down to i think being genuine and being authentic mm. in the way that people communicate whether that's the written word or in my case focusing on the spoken word and it's that that i think that people warm to i think that is what people buy into and it applies to, as I've said, suggested to everyone. So when we look at, for example, politicians, and they're very much in the limelight at the moment uh, with our new with our new prime minister. You know, people are looking for, and I believe want. It's certainly what I look for and want. They want that credibility. They want that authenticity. They want people to be truthful and honest and sincere. And I think that's the key for me to our approach to the way we support others to communicate more effectively. Absolutely, would understand and agree. And if we, we take that extension into the business world, I think it, there's a concept that's been thrown around recent in recent years, the whole know, like, and trust. So if we know somebody, we like them, um, so we know a business, we like the people we're doing business with and we trust them, we're going to do business, whether it's B2B, BC, whatever. And, and yeah absolutely right and and i was running a workshop running a workshop yesterday where this came up as one of my top tips and i was talking about respect rather than being liked and i i use the expression i'm in the business to be respected not to be liked now my wife perhaps would advocate that's why i don't have many friends but in real but in reality for me if somebody likes me it is a real genuine bonus, but I do want to be respected for what I do, mm. the training that we deliver. And that to me, that to me is absolutely paramount. And in my experience, too many people concern themselves with being liked rather than being respected. Because as you will know, running your own business and I run my own business, our reputation is everything. Yeah. And that is so important. Yeah, I've never never quite heard or to come across that slight twist on not twist in a bad way, but that that different angle to the the word like. Yeah, you think thinking about the words, which obviously you you do quite a lot of. Yeah, so you know you, we respect you, therefore we can trust you, and therefore we can engage with your yeah. services, or products, or whatever we're doing and selling. Yeah, I quite like that. That's that's a new way of looking at it from my my eyes. Yeah, I think. Um, I'm trying to think so i think one of the things you mentioned when you were talking a little bit earlier you the kind of have you noticed well, as i've certainly noticed i'm going to preamble my own loading my own question here um we do a lot with universities we we've met through um the prince's trust and we've we spent a lot of time particularly during covid helping educate inspiring a lot of 
young minds ranging from probably 15 through to probably 23 24 great get them in give them some soft skills give them some practical experience come and get some experience this world of work yes it's shit last two years of covid two and a bit years are difficult um you're not getting a full experience of life and uni and whatever else but you've got to throw yourself into something and i suppose where i'm going with that preamble is that what we've noticed comparing that slice of society compared to the ones that are a little bit older even 25 26 27 they they found it more difficult to engage in real life in in, in person i don't know if that's a product of being sat on the computer for two two and a half years whatever or i don't know what what, what do you kind of think around that, that i thing? agree with you and you know i give keynotes go into schools and colleges universities and give talks and you will obviously it's my job to engage as many people as i can in what i'm saying but you know i notice people towards the back sometimes they're on the front sitting on the front on their on their phones mm -hmm. and you've got to walk you've only got to walk down any any high street in the uk and see people looking down not looking up mm -hmm. at their mobile phones so it particularly in the last two years i've noticed an increase of use of online and it is important that people in the same way that i was reading recently we are reading an article somewhere about how we are losing the ability to use handwriting because yes. there's so much work on the keyboard we're not used to handwriting and i think for a lot of younger people in particular not exclusively but a lot of younger people in particular they are not used to engaging face to face and mm -hmm. um, because they're used to engaging online on their mobile or on the tablet and for me it is so important to encourage these younger people in particular to have these skills because they will at some point have to go for a job interview or they will have to present themselves for a place at university or whatever it may be and if they don't have the ability to look somebody in the eye and say what they think and feel mm -hmm. then they're at a disadvantage so i think it's it is a really important it is a really important subject and we could speak just about young people for a lot longer but giving young people in particular the confidence to be themselves and to present themselves effectively is absolutely vital and as you know chris it is not taught in schools mm -hmm. it is not and i will i've long advocated it should be a mandatory part of the national curriculum that young people are taught when i was at school we had a debating society debating societies are a thing largely a thing of the past and i think the government used this word oracy the the ability to to talk and it's not given enough importance it's not given enough credence because it is vital that young people have the ability to communicate how they think and feel Absolutely, especially as they're going into the world of work and they're, well, yep. they're competing against people who are often more experienced. And if you can, you, know, you always get asked, "Oh, where do you see, you see yourself in ten years' time?" And then you, you don't, you can't even answer a simple question like that, yeah. which I actually asked recently, which is why it's a fresh question. And I got a blank face. Well, I don't know. What do you mean? What are you asking me that for? I have no idea. <laughs> That's essentially what yeah. their nonverbal communication said to me. Absolutely. I've not even thought beyond the next six months, let alone ten years. Exactly.
Um, yeah, I think I suppose I was wanting to bring in that kind of the rise of the home worker, I suppose, and the rise of Zoom teams, pick a pick a video conferencing tool, um, and the ability to we've noticed great it's a massive benefit you can work from home you know great digitization transformation all that good good stuff we're doing it now we don't have to be face to face to do the podcast but what i worry about is the challenge that young people have with career development learning soft skills learning from the peers asking questions self-confidence all that kind of stuff if their main bulk of their job is working from home um yeah, that's just a thing that's been nagging in my head for a certain last 12 months or so. What do you kind of think about that? Well, I'm a eagle eyes of micro business. So the business is me. Uh, I do use the services of other people that I bring in, but they themselves are self-employed. And when I think about my own business just over two years ago or just before COVID, had I not adapted my business to be able to deliver things online? And I do now, whatever the client wants. If the client wants to work online, I'll do that. If they want face-to-face, -face, I'll do that. I prefer face-to-face, -face, as we were saying earlier to each other before we started this pod. I like to see the whites of the eyes. I like to see what the whole body is saying. Yeah. But if the client wants to work online, that's fine by me. Had I not adapted, my business i wouldn't have had a business chris mm. i had to adapt to be able to facilitate delivery training online so that's what i now do and i use different platforms whatever the client wants but you're absolutely right again my concern and i help people to use zoom or teams or whatever it is more effectively as well as to develop their presentation and communication skills using these tools but i do worry and it is a worry for young people who have a, a becoming have an over reliance on using uh, different video platforms or whatever because i think and this is why when i go to the prince's trust again who i've worked with for many many years helping those young ambassadors share their story or their stories I won't do that online. Mm. I have to, we haven't done that for a couple of years now. I'm going to be doing another one again soon. But I insist on it being face to face because these young people need the support of delivering what they do and the benefit of my training, our training, face to face rather than online. Yeah, 100% agrees. I think where possible spend the time i mean this the digital has its place um we can't deny that it's, it's easy it's convenient sure. it's, it's better spending two hours driving somewhere yeah. half an hour two hours training or doing whatever we're doing a meeting and then two hours back before you know you spend six hours doing something that could be done in either a 20 minute phone call or a zoom um I, I i personally like the fact that it's blended um but again i'm like oh, kind of shifting the conversation more towards the younger generation yeah. it's how how they're going to adapt and learn from the more experienced members of teams in mm. a company if they're not you know having that water cooler conversation or making a coffee and it's like oh well i'm stuck on how do i copy and paste in a spreadsheet i don't i don't know the formula what, what do i do absolutely it's that kind of stuff um so i suppose tips wise 
have you got any kind of key quick wins if you like i know there's this massive subject massive thing you could do any kind of key tips or you'd like to pass on to somebody thinking about communication skills wow these are big questions chris it depends whether it's well depends whether it's face to face or whether it's online i mean obviously there are common there are common tips between the two but i think certainly certainly online as we as we are now having this conversation online i think two tips would be not just one you get a bonus tip one <laughs> is to make sure you look at the camera not at <laughs> not at the screen so yeah. when I'm, I'm obviously we can see each other as well now and when i'm when i am talking to you i'm looking into the camera lens when you're talking yes that gives me an opportunity to look down at the screen and look at you but i see so many people even on you know the national news who will be looking all over the place except at the camera but if we want to engage and make our conversation personal then we need to look at the camera so that's one tip the other tip i think would be tone of voice we need to i think to make it interesting for ourselves never mind the other person i think that the voice a little bit like a roller coaster ride ideally should have some highs and lows we mm -hmm. want peaks and troughs we want to take the emphasis on certain words that we want our audience to know but then we can bring the voice down as well so to have some vocal variety, I think, is really useful online. Now, both the, well, certainly the vocal variety applies face to face in, in person. But I think the, the key one for me in person would be, well, it's the word I mentioned earlier. And it's really to, for people to have the confidence to be themselves or to show up with as much of themselves as possible it always it's a bit of a long answer to your question chris but it always surprises me when you know at a job interview i remember when i was employed but at a job interview you know you're asked about yourself and what you do in your spare time and your hobbies and your interests and we share all of this and then we start our job on day one and we don't talk about any of that because we're scared of what people might think or scared of looking stupid or putting your head above the parapet and speaking out of turn in a meeting and all of that and through our training we we support people and encourage people to show up to be more of themselves we we, we call it the human element. it's the ability to speak your mind of course within the parameters and the culture and of the company and all of that but to have that confidence to be themselves and it's not always the case too many people hide themselves under a bushel in my experience yeah. when it comes to come comes to doing that so i think it's to be authentic and to be genuine and i wrote a book a couple of years ago which i wanted to put down my methodology and my approach and i wrote a a small pocket-sized book called Speak Out. And the subtitle of that is How I Make an Emotional Connection in Communication. And it's that emotional connection bit. Not a lot of people, I think, took, like talking about emotions in business. I love talking about emotions because I think it's it's what communication is all about. It's It's how to build that trust, as we talked earlier, 
and to make an emotional connection so that you feel the you can be yourself you can be authentic and hopefully the ideal is the other person whoever that is whether it's one person or many people will will buy into that will 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 go along with that so that that's really the key to it for me yeah absolutely i think that's that's, that's a great point and if i remember something right the, the book's called speak out is that the one yeah that's right available to purchase on, <laughs> on eagle eye's website yeah so it's an eye it's eagle eye then not that not as in your retina eye but your yeah. eye, eagle e-a-g-l E, oh my word, I can't, it's a Friday afternoon. E A G L E I. I'll get there. It's a Friday afternoon. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Um, I suppose that's probably a good place to kind of wrap it up. We've been going kind of 20, 20 minutes ish. Is there any kind of closing points you'd like to make? Or No, thank you, Chris. Again, thank you for having me on. Uh, yes, the, 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 just to complete what you said, the, the book is available from Eagle Eye dot uk.com forward slash shop mm -hmm. and the book is available there and just to say that that two pounds from every from every sale i donate to the prince's trust brilliant i'm glad you're still involved with that i've not had much time as I, i'd love to be involved um as i used to be with the prince's trust but it's just more because i've been growing a business and yeah of time's course. been spent elsewhere um but it's something i'd love to get back in, into into helping those younger people um, but yeah, thank you very much for your time and it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks, Chris.